0: All right, we'll take out your Bibles tonight and turn to two places. The first place is Hebrews chapter number 11. I'd like you to first turn to Hebrews chapter number 11. Yes, Uh, please, Brother Dave. Uh, but for his situation as well we're praying for your brother and uh, anything that we can do for you and your family you know we're here for you <laughs> and more people <laughs> that's <an> inside joke <laughs> that's funny all right hebrew once you find hebrews chapter 11 i'd like you to turn to genesis chapter number five in your bibles as well if you don't know that's the first book in your bible that will help some of you. I'm going to preach on a very, I, I believe, is a very interesting person in the Bible. There is so much to this individual, but only so little is given to us about this man. Let's turn first to Hebrews 11. We'll look look at this passage and then we'll go to our main text, which is in Genesis. But I want us to kind of get the foundation of the message with these couple verses. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 5, the Bible says, By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter number 5, and verse number 18. Genesis 5 and verse number 18 the bible says and jared lived an 160 and two years and he begot enoch and jared lived after he begot enoch 800 years and begot sons and daughters and all the days of jared were 960 and two years and he died and enoch lived 60 and five years and he begot methuselah verse 22 And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. We're going to be looking at tonight, which is for the next 20 minutes, talking about this man, Enoch. And the most important thing that we can learn from this individual is what Hebrews referenced to us, that he was well-pleasing to God, that he walked with God. And so this man gained a reputation of somebody who pleased God. And so what I think, when I look at successful people, people who have achievements, is to say, how did they get to that point? How did, they, how did this individual become successful? how do they get to the point where they are and it cannot be copied cannot be emulated i think right here with enoch right is to say well the bible says specifically that he pleased god and so what i want us to do tonight is to look at the bible look at scripture and say what did he do that was well pleasing to god so who is enoch well first of all in verse number 18, the Bible tells us that he was the seventh generation of mankind. So there was Adam, Seth, uh, Enoch, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, and then there was Enoch. So that makes Enoch the great-grandfather of Noah. And so three things made this man unique in his day was that, first of all, Enoch walked with God. Enoch was translated... To heaven without dying he was just put up into heaven and then Enoch had a testimony that he pleased God so those are three interesting facts that we get from this individual and so why did he walk with God why did he walk with God well first of all there are two possible motivations as to why perhaps Enoch walked with God. And this may take some speculation on my part, but I think there's some Bible truth to this. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter number 3. Now remember, he is the seventh generation. So he is not too far removed from the first person ever made, Adam. In Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 6. The Bible says... And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God amongst the trees of the garden, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, "Where art thou?" And he said, "I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself and of course you know that the story goes on and on, we know what happens with God and his meeting with with Adam, but maybe I think that right that Enoch no doubt had heard about Adam and his time in the Garden of Edom. I think that Enoch heard about what happened. I think that that's a possible motivation. He had heard about what Adam literally ha- walked with God seven generations prior, that he got to see God in the physical form and to walk with Him in the garden. And so maybe this placed within Enoch a desire to fellowship with God as his great grandfather Adam had done. So maybe this was a personal motivation to him. And right, this can be a motivational thing to us because some of you here tonight are here because your mom and dad were saved. And you can be a second-generation Christian, a third-generation Christian. Uh, i don't know what your testimony is but you know because of the testimony of those who came before you perhaps that's where you that's why you're here today that if it wasn't for your mom and your dad bringing you to church and the testimony of their salvation of telling you about jesus christ that you wouldn't be here today that you would have never heard the great news of salvation through jesus christ so perhaps enoch had learned about the testimony and he, perhaps he heard the stories and what had happened pr- years prior with his uh, great-grandfather, Adam. And he pr- perhaps he knew what had happened. He heard about the fellowship that uh, Adam had with God. And he wanted that himself. And he wanted that relationship. Secondly, if you look at Genesis chapter number 5, it tells us a very key aspect to his life. As the Bible says in verse 21, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God, and notice this, after he begot Methuselah three hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters. So when Methuselah was sixty-five years old, he had a son by the name of Methuselah. Now notice this, that Methuselah's name is, means his death will send or when he dies it comes and it's interesting to note what enoch had named his son because remember names had meaning back then and so enoch was the last descendant of seth to die before god was sent a worldwide flood so that name that methuselah has that when he dies it comes Play significant role if you know what happens a couple hundred years after with the flood that that God was going to send. And so the the second possible motivation for Enoch to get his life straightened out, to walk with God, was becoming a father. And this could have been a spiritual wake-up call in his life. And maybe this is another factor that got Enoch motivated to serve God more. And now I can speak, as my wife's expecting now, kind of on this part of, like, knowing that I have a son on the way, he's going to be here in just a few more months, is giving me motivation, right, to get things straightened out in my life. I, I, I have a notebook, and I, I put several goals I want to reach before my son's born, and, and those are just some personal motivating factors that I had in my life, and, uh, you know, having a child changes everything, Right? and if we don't have our son yet we're you know we're still waiting for him but right now it just everything is just changing and life is just totally different than what it was just a few short months ago and so it's exciting right but there's also there comes this mindset change that happens i remember uh, when i got married uh, shortly after i got married i realized that man i have to change a lot of the things i do i can't just be the same you know, Ethan that would stay up all night drinking Mountain Dew, eating pizza, man, having a good time, playing video games. That, I had to do something growing up. I remember thinking this, like, man, Ethan, you gotta mature a little bit more. And like, man, it hits you, right? Certain things, certain significant events in your life, they just hit you. And they make you grow up, and they make you mature. And having a son has, I would hope so, matured myself a little bit, trying to get myself to the place where God wants me to be. And so thinking about Methuselah, right, it's like, man, he he's going to have his son. That changes everything about your life. And perhaps now he wants to be the man of God that he wants his son to look up and to be like. That when Methuselah looks at Enoch, he sees God. That he sees a spiritual uh, man who walks with God and loves God. And so that could be a motivational factor in life of uh, of Enoch to say, I I have my son coming. I want to serve God. I want to walk with God. I want to please God. There's more to life than just me now. I I I have the next generation coming up. And I want my son, I want my family to know God. And so that could be, so those are just two great influences in Enoch's life that challenged him to walk with God the testimony of Adam, and then the the prospect of the future of his son growing up and and what he would be like. And so uh, we need to, I think it's a wise thing, right, for us to look at Enoch and to take his example. So that's take time to listen to godly people who are older than us or our peers, whatever it may be. People offer spiritual advice and take heed of that to understand that to to take that into heart like like Enoch has turned the testimony of Adam and then and then having the responsibility of rearing the children uh, your children that can motivate you to walk with God and make you draw closer to God so those are just two great influences that could have been in the life of Enoch but why did it please God well turn back if you would Keep your finger, Genesis 5, but turn back to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Why did it please God that Enoch decided to walk with God? Was first of all, because God created us for fellowship. God created us to bring glory and honor to him, but God created us to fellowship. From From the beginning of time with Adam and Eve, you see God communing with Adam, talking with Adam, establishing a relationship with Adam and then Eve and so God created us to fellowship with him he's not just a mystical God that we pray to he is a real God and he loves you and he wants a relationship with you God had gone six generations without a man who desired to walk with him the Bible doesn't tell us that the generations uh, right after Adam walked with God served God it does not say that, but when it comes down to Enoch, then in the, in the line of lineage that we just read in, in Genesis chapter 5, it pauses for a second and says, this man walked with God. This man pleased me. And God specifically points that out, meaning us to, to get the uh, answer to say, well, God went six generations without anybody loving him, without anybody serving him, without anybody giving their life to him. And so God had gone six generations without a man who desired to walk with him. And thirdly, I think this is important, right? That Enoch, the Bible says, walked with God by faith. Hebrews 11, verse 5, by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then we know that the next verse, without faith, is, is, it's impossible to please God if you don't have faith. Our whole Christianity, right, is built around one word, faith. By faith, you and I are trusting God for, with salvation that he is going to take us to heaven. Why? Because we have put our hope and our faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. Not our works, not our good deeds, not our church attendance, not our church offering, not by how many prayers we or Bibles or whatever we were trusting God by faith. And just by simply faith, God is going to take us to heaven. Enoch, think about this. Enoch did not have what you have in your lap right now, which is the Bible. Imagine your life without the Bible. Imagine your life without, without those great psalms, those great verses that help us, that encourage us, that help us to keep on going. Enoch did not have that. He lived his entire life off of faith. There was no devotional books. He had nothing except for the stories that he heard of old about Adam. And so all he had was the faith to believe what Adam told him about God. And he decided to find out for himself if God was real. And faith is absolutely necessary if we are going to please God. On a day-to-day basis, we have to show faith In God, in Jesus Christ. If you drive on the roads of New Jersey, you have to show faith that God is going to give you protection each and every day. Just getting here to church from where we live, we had to show a lot of faith in God that he was going to give us safety. Because, man, there are just some crazy drivers out there. And so, by faith, we had to take God. We We were just praying for Brother Rob a second ago. Brother Rob has to go into the streets of Newark every day. By faith, say, God's going to protect me. God's going to take care of me. There are many soldiers who go across the the world, Christians, who by faith, say, God, protect me. God, put your hand upon me. Firefighters, uh, uh, first responders, you know the deal. And you and your life, every day, by faith, trusting God. And so faith is absolutely necessary if we're going to please God. I think it's important, right, for adults, for, the, like, the leaders of the church to say we are a church built on faith. That we take our life and we say I'm going to put my hope, my trust, my job, my family, everything, and just rely on putting all my chips in on God and taking it by faith. God, I'm everything about my life, take it, use it, whatever you want my life, my direction, wherever you want my family and I to go, God, you can have it because I'm, I'm living by faith. Every day, It may not make sense financially, it may not be where we want to be, but if this is where God has us going, that we're going to trust God by faith. And that's what, that was a testimony of Enoch, he heard about Adam, Adam had told him, and he just said, you know what, I want your God to be my God. It's not enough for us right, to rely on the faith of somebody else to, to lead us past the, uh, the finish line. We have to trust God for ourselves. We cannot rely on our spouse's faith. We cannot rely on our father or our mother's faith, our pastor's faith. We have to have the same faith ourselves. And you yourself, right, us, we have to build this relationship with God each and every day. That we talk with him. So what does it mean to walk with God? The difference between having, you know, we think about our daily devotions, right, and praying and talking to God, having daily devotions is not walking with God. The goal is not to have a certain number of Bible pages read, a certain amount of chapters read, a certain amount of time in prayer. It is simply the goal is establishing and growing a meaningful relationship with God. That's the goal. I want to establish a relationship with God. Are daily devotions important? Yes, I do them myself. But I hope you understand the difference between saying, I want this for, to check this off my list of things to do today, and to say, I had a meaningful time with God. And so, Bible study and prayer are both commanded and and encouraged in the scripture, but our, our morning devotionals should be viewed as an opening conversation that, Um, guides us and continues throughout the whole day it doesn't just end after we say amen in the morning it continues the whole day it's just the beginning and it's just opening up the bible it's just talking with God thanking God you know sometimes you know we're we're living in a a working world right we don't have all the time to read 10 chapters dissect every verse and 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 cross-reference and God's not looking for that. He's looking at that in our spare time. What he's, opening, what he's asking us to do is say, hey, spend some time with me this morning. Just talk with me. Maybe you don't have to pray, just meditate. We'll just sit here and we'll talk together. Maybe we just stare at God's beauty, God's creation, just sat there, and just sat in quiet and just talked with God. Ever just sang to God, worship God, praise God. That's walking with God. So walking with God is not just doing what the Pharisees and the hypocrites did in the new testament by just by praising god and in, in, in public and praying in public so that way they can be seen by those around them what god was we were looking for was the widow who was giving her two cents to god and giving what she had to god in secret that's what god was looking at that's what's recorded for us to follow and so walking with god first of all Having daily devotionals is not walking with God. It's establishing that relationship. And secondly, walking with God helps us create a friendship with God. As your relationship with God grows, you will find that you will enjoy your Bible reading time and your prayer time more with God when you establish that relationship. Once you establish that relationship, it changes everything about you. And so because you're no longer communicating to a stranger once you establish that relationship you're talking to a friend that's a closer than a brother you're talking to someone who loves you who cares for you and who wants the best for you and so uh, reading your bible and prayer honestly becomes like a natural extension of a personal friendship with god and think about this in your life right you don't At least it shouldn't be that you have to drag yourself to talk to your spouse. It should be a natural thing to say, okay, I want to talk with my wife. And I want to know how her day went and what's going on in her life. It it should be something that's natural. right? That, That comes naturally with our life. And like with God, it comes natural to talk with God throughout the day. Not just designated times that we have in the morning or at night, but throughout the entire day. Talking and communing with God. And so walking with God helps us create a friendship with God. And thirdly, witnessing is natural to someone who walks with God. Witnessing. The things you love about the most, I can tell, you and I can tell, by what you talk about the most. So what is coming out of your heart? That, the Bible says, uh, I forget the exact ver- uh, verse, but it talks about the contents of our heart will be revealed through our tongue. And so the things that you love the most is what you're going to talk about the most. And so for you and I, are we talking about Jesus? (laughs) Is Jesus coming out of our mouth? Are we talking about the Lord? Are we telling other people about the good news of Jesus Christ? Are we telling them about the joy that we have, the, the peace that passes all understanding, what we have with Jesus Christ? It's a natural way to to tell, talk to somebody about what the things that you love and what you care for. And people should know by just how you talk that you love Jesus, that there is a difference with you. And lastly, simply put, I think God is still looking for people who walk with God. As God was looking at Enoch and was waiting six generations for another individual to walk with him, here in 2023 God is still looking for individuals who are Or wanting and having a desire to walk with Him. We need to establish that relationship. Getting to know God, honestly, is awkward at first, isn't it? When we first get saved, right? It's like, how do I pray? How do I go about reading my Bible? Or how do I go about living this whole Christian life? And the more you talk to God... The more he just speaks to your heart, the more that he just uh, helps you in that friendship to grow. That if you don't know how to pray, the Bible says, ask him. If you don't know how to read your Bible, ask him. If you don't know what to do, ask him. The Bible really simply puts, if you have, you, uh, you have not because you ask not. So just start talking to God. Just start talking, to the Lord. A lot of people they think that because we're talking to God that we have to have these fancy words or say this line after this line and, and have some great dialogue with our prayer. That's not the case whatsoever. It is just talking. It is like talking to how what me and Brother Lou were talking, just as simple as that. And that's what God is looking for. And then we can ask God for wisdom, for guidance, and all the, all the other things that we need on a day-to-day basis. But God is looking for people who are walking with God. So tonight's message is really simple in the sense I'm just preaching from a man. The Bible just all he gives us is Enoch loved God and he was translated to heaven without dying. Why? Because he pleased God. Why? Because he walked with God. And so, Christian, I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what struggles, what difficulties, what heartaches, what depression, what sadness, what anger. I don't know the the what I don't know what's built inside of you, obviously, but you do. And those things can be resolved through Jesus Christ. By having that walk with God. Asking God to help us deal with those things. To change our heart, to change our life. And so walking with God is well-pleasing in his sight. And that should be our desire each and every single day when we wake up in the morning, first thing, I want to walk with God. That that will change the entire direction of your day when you decide, Today, I want to walk with God. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you, Father, for the Word of God. Thank you for Enoch. Lord, I thank you for the example that we see in the Bible about him. Lord, I thank you for what you did give us about this individual to help us to learn from, to draw clothes from, and, and to mimic. God, I pray that you help us, help each Christian here tonight, Lord, to be encouraged. Lord, I pray that you help us all to have an inward desire. That every morning, the first thing that we would want to do is have a relationship and walk with you. Or help our church to grow, help our needs. We love.